PM board bombs. another EM board bombs podcast where we help you study for the boards but let's be honest in reality we're helping you study for hashtag EM life one rapid podcast episode at a time today I'm joined by emergency medicine OG hashtag goat also known as Dr. Mary Claire O'Brien professor of emergency medicine one of my co-faculty at Wake Forest School of Medicine and one of my mentors this is part of an exciting series that we're calling O'Brien's Fireside 5, where we get into interesting pearls dropped in a fireside fashion in about five minutes. Today's O'Brien's Fireside 5 is on magnesium. We know it's important, yet we left it off the CMP. But as EM docs, do you know the key patients you need to get it on? It just might help you prevent a torsades event. Kind of important to know. But before we jump into the episode, we'd like to plug our premium podcast, EM rapid bombs if you enjoy em board bombs and you want a tiktok version of our podcast that's what our em rapid bombs podcast is we prepare you for boards and clinical practice don't waste your time studying for boards do the same at the same time we have over 200 podcast episodes on em rapid bombs each episode's about five minutes long we drop high yield bombs in question answer format so you get it seared into your memory on average, we're dropping anywhere from two to four episodes a week, so you get a new podcast delivered to you all the time. Again, don't waste your time studying for the test with traditional question banks. Optimize your time by listening to rapid board pearls that are going to help you with the test and, most importantly, with life. You can sign up for EM Rapid Bombs on emrapidbombs.supercast.com. You can look at the show notes of this podcast as well to sign up. Now, let's get into the episode. We're joined again by Dr. Mary Claire O'Brien, Professor of Emergency Medicine here at Wake Forest. This is going to be another quick hitter that we have with her. Now, Mary Claire, what we're going to talk about here is magnesium and some interesting things about magnesium you might not know um, to some of our listeners out there. You know, magnesium's interesting. I always feel like it just doesn't get enough attention. Um, and some of you out there, are probably listening to this after taking care of a patient who's gone into torsades saying, yes, it does not get enough attention. I mean, it's not even on the CMP, right? Yeah, but- I think magnesium is the Rodney Dangerfield of ions. <laughs> exactly. Everybody loves calcium and we are scared of potassium. There you go. But like magnesium, right? I mean, that's, I mean no, that gets no attention at all. And it doesn't because it's so critical when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, patients who are having uh, dysrhythmias and, and other types of things, even like muscle aches, complaints, mm-hmm. uh, those types of things. And really, even medical school learning, it's other than torsades, which is like the end result. Right, or eclampsia. Or eclampsia. We don't really talk about it that much. So I think we need to talk about magnesium because having learned a little bit more about it, I'm sort of I'm sort of like the magnesium guru now. Right. I'm finding hypomagnesemia everywhere and actually able to make a a number of people feel better by treating it uh, with more thoughtfulness and aggression than I would have otherwise. You are. And one of the coolest things was when I told you about my Torsad's case recently, you predicted it. You said that patient was probably getting diarrhea during the day and, you know, maybe even had heart failure. And, you know, and we got into it and I, and, and this was not actually my patient. This was a patient who I, I essentially 
came to when I was told that they were crashing um, and had already been admitted. Um, but then when I looked into this patient who we just brought back and, and you were working, I said, yes, they were. All of those things that you mentioned, tell me more. And then you went into this great like five minute talk about uh, how magnesium is so critical magic um, it's it really is it, it's it's fascinating and look we're not saying get a mag on like every single patient we're not saying that right but there are very specific instances that as an e e em provider you can get mag potentially save a life um potentially save a life in the future mm -hmm. um and certainly like you said you know make a patient feel a lot better so you know if you were a nephrologist i'm not you're not either you would want to divide magnesium low magnesium or magnesium problems into cases where there's renal wasting or uh, non-renal wasting. The thing, you don't need to know that in the emergency department as much because, number one, the only way to tell the difference between the two is to collect a 24-hour urine magnesium. Not doing it. <laughs> um, but, but what you do need to know uh, are a couple of very, very common things that, are, that we see in the emergency department that are associated with low magnesium. And the one take-home point that I would say is you have to understand that for healthy patients who make urine, that urine volume, volume is directly related to serum magnesium. And that is why patients who are diabetic and who have polyuria very frequently have low magnesium. Patients who are alcoholic often have, or who drink heavily of alcohol, often have uh, low magnesium. That has to do with the fact that uh, alcohol affects the ability of the kidney to resorb magnesium. But polyuria is a very, very common cause of low magnesium in otherwise healthy patients, and it's related to urine volume. So if you think about that, somebody who's urinating too much, either because of diabetes or diabetes insipidus or something like that, that you can anticipate that they're going to have low... Yes. Or, or coffee. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm yeah. worried. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the healthy person who's taking a good intake orally of magnesium, who has a reasonable diet, they're going to do okay. But um, GI losses, patients with diarrhea are prone, uh, more so than with vomiting, are prone to be hypomagnesemic. And I've actually seen a case of a guy who came in with profound muscle weakness, couldn't get out of bed, healthy guy, and had a magnesium, which we checked because he had muscle weakness, magnesium, you know, in the commode. And it turned out he was on a very high fat ketogenic diet. Mm -hmm. And that causes uh, low magnesium wow. also. Long-term use of proton pump inhibitors. So there are a bunch of different things we see that cause low magnesium. Um, often those patients are minimally symptomatic. Uh, those, if they have no symptoms, they surely could be treated with oral repletion. The ones who are symptomatic, profound weakness, um, cardiac irritability, uh, that sort of thing, we need to treat those uh, more aggressively depending on how symptomatic they are. Really cool. So again, to summarize, this is really a volume issue. And mm -hmm. patients, especially our sick patients who probably don't have the best diet, right? Uh, they're probably not having great intake orally of magnesium alone. If they're feeling weak or if they're having tachydysrhythmias or palpitations, things of that nature, Really consider getting that MAC. You should, especially with patients on diuretics. There's just and and or if they uh, have chronic hyperglycemia, you just have to check the MAG. 
The other thing that I see often in the emergency department is you, you see people, everybody will check a potassium, you're going to get it on a BMP. You can't fix potassium till you fix magnesium. Right. Got to replete the magnesium right. before you address the, the hypokalemia. So How I many don't, times do we see that? That's all, always the the most, all the time. All the time. All the time. Like the diagnosis is hypo-K and patients are getting potassium tablets. And then, you know, right before they get discharged, you know, you're, you're like, where's the mag? And right. it's like, oh, yeah, just. You got to check it. <laughs> got to check it. It, you know, I, I I propose a new lab. It's called the CMP Plus Mag. Yeah, I like yeah. it. CMP Plus. <laughs> CMP Plus. Right. I, I mean, how yeah, often has yeah. an ALK class changed your life? Right. Never. Not, right. <laughs> Never. You right. know, not in the ED. Don't I'll tell care. you that. You right. know, GI. But the and mag. G-monk, you know, mag is magic. It's it's a good thing. Right. It really is. It really is. And I'm going to add that to my toolkit now. And we hope our readers will as well. And I uh, want to make one plug for checking the magnesium in patients who you see who are post uh, V-fib arrest. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, ha- you'll, I had a case recently of someone who had what was thought to be a V-fib arrest um, that was only in retrospect later determined to be torsad, the right. EMS strips not having been immediately available. But this patient came in and had a, a at what in the ER was a very prolonged PEA arrest. And only by the grace of God did we think to do a second EKG and determine she had uh, what turned out to be a probably uh, long QT related to low magnesium. Now, here's the thing. I don't know why her magnesium was low, but having noticed the long QT and then putting together that she had had a ventricular dysrhythmia and given her mag... The woman made a full recovery. She did. And she was young too with kids. 35. 35. You guys so, brought her So back. that's shocking thing. So I don't routine, I hadn't routinely checked MAG uh, in patients who are post-arrest. Right. But boy, you can bet I'm going to check it now. I know, right? And I have a low threshold to even give it if they're concerns or that risk factors of having low MAG. That mm-hmm. was another takeaway for me. So really interesting stuff. Uh, we hope you guys uh, come away with this uh, with some more knowledge bombs. Uh, we're going to have Professor uh, Mary Claire O'Brien on for a couple more of these uh, rapid sessions, she's got a lot of interesting pearls to drop. And uh, we figured, hey, if, if we're learning, uh, you're going to be learning from this. Or so, else. Or else. There you go. There you go. Thank you so much, Mary. Bye. We hope you enjoyed that special episode with Mary Claire O'Brien, one of our valuable team members on EM Board Bombs, one of our editors as well for our peer-reviewed content that we have. So thank you again for joining us. And next time, Mary Claire will actually join us for more excellent clinical information that'll change the way you practice. Got a couple more episodes of her being featured in them. So remember, you can go to our website, www.emboardbombs.com. You can also go to emrapidbombs.supercast.com. Go to either one of those websites for access to our exclusive premium podcast. With this premium podcast, you get access to drip learning, as we call it, that asynchronous learning where you're getting just a little bit of tidbit of knowledge each day for clinical practice and your boards as well. You know, we optimize the way you study. Stop wasting your time studying just for boards. Study for life. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.